This week's episode of the XI Network podcast, we look at crisis at Spurs as they fall to League Two side Colchester in the EFL Cup. We discuss whether or not the wheels are finally falling off the LA Gunner Solskjaer bus and look ahead to this weekend's fixtures in the English Premier League. All that and more coming up on the XI Network podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the XI Network podcast. I am your host, Justin Borrow, and with me today is the one, the only, Peter Robinson. Do not support Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> they will break your heart in every say. way possible. Oh man, this is, this is, uh, this is tough. This is tough. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough chat today. This is going to be a bit of an intervention for you, I think, so... But it's, uh, it's just a two-man show today. Chengiz Khan is not able to be with us, uh, but he's here in spirit. Um, and so it's just going to be you and I today, buddy. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the greatest podcast we've ever recorded. Um, <laughs> lots of hot takes, lots of uh, huge insight today. So uh, I feel like it's kind of going to be like um, when you put uh, peroxide on like an open wound. I mean, you know that it's going to make you feel better eventually, but it's going to sting at first. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, there's lots of wounds in Tottenham Hotspur right now. I know that um, United's kind of feeling it as well right now. So we're both kind of in the same boat. And then there's Chengiz and Casey and they can go, uh, yeah, they go jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was Liverpool fans. Yeah, man, it's um, so frustrating. I think that United almost have it worse just because like Spurs made it a Champions League final last year and you know they finished above us in the table and you know I feel like they just kind of have a few sunnier days near them than United at the moment but we will get to it but uh, let's start with the dissection of the EFL Cup round three somehow some way Spurs fall to League Two side Colchester on penalties uh, I mean, they ended the match with Son, Erickson, Ali, and Mora on the pitch. How did this happen? Like, how, what went wrong? Um, I mean, Colchester scored more penalties than we did. <laughs> That's really what it came down to. Uh, uh, now, I know it's uh, like the I don't care about cup, you know, and I, and I know that this is a tournament that a lot of teams sort of, you know, um, don't really put a lot of gusto into and unless they make it you know to the the semis or the finals um but for a team like spurs who are sort of really in dire need of winning a trophy would this not have been the perfect tournament for them to sort of take seriously and try to make a run in um i think any tournament is is good to take seriously you know whether it's the carabao cup whether it's the uh, uh league cup efl cup whether it's the you know, Sunday League the Cup. FA Cup. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, winning any sort of silverware is always good. Um, preseason tournaments don't count. Let's put it that way. We won the Audi Cup or whatever it was in in uh, Thailand, China, Japan. I don't know. In Asia. But yeah. it really doesn't matter. Those kind of things don't matter. What really matters is the competitive games, right? I mean, if we're going out to League Two sides... How are we expected to face off in our in our Champions League group? 
um, you know, we, we drew Olympiacos, we lost to Leicester City, now we've lost to Colchester. Uh, it just seems like we're on a downward spiral right now. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow uh, Southampton knocks us off too. They've been playing decently well. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for them. And, and I wanted to ask you, do you think Spurs are in crisis right now? I mean, on Twitter after the match against Colchester, uh, a potch out was, twen- uh, was trending. Uh, twending. Was that a mix of Twitter and trending? Twending. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> this is why we don't like to do late recordings. <laughs> now, mind you, I, I do not believe that Twitter Spurs fans or even Twitter football fans in general represent the majority of the fan base. Um, but would you say that, you know, Potch's magic at Spurs is running out. Um, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of sort of discontention in in the club right now with you know Erickson wanting out and and some players that are not fully um, you know settled. But uh, do you think that's having an effect on the pitch, or would you say that that Potch is maybe just losing his touch? Um, I wouldn't say so much. Potch is losing his touch. I think he's losing the dressing room. I think when you have these star players that um, are looking for something more. Um, and star players that have been out as well. Um, yeah. it, it really does throw a little wrench into the gears if you're trying to have uh, you know, a steady 11 or a steady, um, say, 13 players, 14 players that you're, you're um, rotating through. And I don't know, it just seems like Poch hasn't been able to work his magic like he has in years past. And it, it's getting to the point where... A lot of these players, especially the ones who, you know, may have just signed new contracts or, um, you know, are still in the middle of contracts are going to be asking their agents, hey, you go kick the tires at a, you know, a team that might actually be in the Champions League next year or a team that actually wins silverware. Um, Because, you know, everyone enjoys to play and everyone enjoys to get paid. But at the end of the day, it's about trophies, right? You want to you want to win. And obviously Spurs had the chance in the Champions League final last year couple of circumstances ended up with them not winning that game uh but let's be completely completely honest potch really needs to win this team over again they really need a, a, a win against the top four side they need a win against a big side in order to i think get a little bit more uh gusto in their in their tank yeah and it feels almost like um with that the last couple of seasons, it was a, a chance for Spurs to kind of sort of cement themselves as a, a big name club in England um, and, and sort of cement themselves as a regular top four side. But and that was all fine and dandy. And, you know, it, we were looking at it as, wow, Spurs finished third. Like, that's a great finish for them. And, you know, Spurs made it to the Champions League final. That's great for them. But I feel like they're at a point now where they've sort of determined already that they are a, a big name club in England. Now it's time for them to actually produce results. And those results, like you said, come in the forms of trophies um, and cups, which they, they have yet to to acquire. Um, so I just I thought it was interesting that they kind of took this game against Colchester so lightly um, because let's be honest, um, the, the quality on the pitch is there. The, the team is <clears throat> the team is strong. They're one of the strongest teams in England, I, I believe. Um, but it's it just they they don't they don't seem to be gelling right now. And so the the question comes down to it: is it is it the locker room or, or is it the manager or is it both? Right. And I, I feel like you answered that. Um, but now let's look at another team that's in a bit of crisis. Uh, so United they squeak by on penalties against Rochdale. Um, are, are the wheels falling off the Ole bus? Because I, I hate to say it, I'm when we started this podcast, Ole was on that amazing. I was at 13 game unbeaten run. Um, you know, I was I was all aboard the the Ole Express. Um, 
and you know I still do like him. I, I do, and I, I wouldn't. I'm not calling for him to be out by any means. But um, what's going wrong at United right now? Because as a United fan, you know I'm so frustrated because I feel like we have the talent that it takes to succeed, but yet they're just we can't seem to put anything together. Um, and it, it feels like it's now coming down to you know the team falling apart once again. You know, we thought it was a Mourinho issue and, and we brought in Ole and now it, it feels like the same issues are there. So so what is the issue? Uh, I mean, you're right when you say that the wheels are falling off of the bus, you know. Um, you know, I thought that Volvos and Skodas and stuff like that were supposed to last a long time. Now, I know they're <laughs> Swedish. Okay, don't knock me for that. Scandinavian. <laughs> we're talking Scandinavian. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I think it is starting to fall apart for him, and it's not necessarily his fault either. I mean, obviously, he he hasn't had a whole squad makeover. He's still playing with players that are from the Mourinho era, or era. So, mm-hmm. can you really, can you really, uh, you know, blame him for for what he's doing? I think he's trying to do the best with what he has. Um, I think if they gave him enough time, he'd be able to actually. Uh, make this team into something and I know it came out uh, a week ago I think it was that he's going to start playing the youngsters in the league he's going to play the youngsters in the league he's going to do exactly what they did with United in you know 92 93 or sorry uh, 97 you know the class of 92 and stuff like that Um, trying to get those young players some, some game time get them a little bit of experience so that when he comes knocking it's not here's a debutante it's here's you know premier league season mason greenwood as opposed to you know premier league debutante mason greenwood yeah and and i feel like you know he's been doing that a little bit and it has paid off i mean you know mason greenwood scored that nice goal against rochdale um and when he has been on the pitch he has you know produced results daniel james has looked great um you know rashford has uh has not been as hot this season as he was last year so far, but you know I, I'm hoping he'll be able to pick it up. Uh, the question is, um, do you think that Ole is in over his head? Um, you know, there was a lot of talk when he first got hired onto this team um, that he was sort of way out of his his depths, and this this team was just way too big for him. And even though you know he's a legend of the club, uh, he was going to be able to come in and fix everything. But it just a lot of a lot of talk right now is going around this idea that you know um, he's sort of drowning and he looks like a like a lost puppy dog out there and when the team is is sort of in in on fire you know he's sort of just sitting there in, in shock. Um, so I mean, based on what you've seen and, and tactically, uh, do you, do you think he's in over his head or do you think this is a, this is something that he could turn around if Ed Woodward actually gave him the resources to do so? Um, so there's there's two things to that. So. Getting the resources is one thing because you have to spend it correctly. We saw that Mourinho got the resources and he didn't spend it correctly. Um, anytime I see Fred play, I just think he's a, a Sunday league player that you know happened to get through security and put on a Manchester United kit, and now he's playing in the middle or center midfield. I don't think that he was a good buy. You know, Lindelof has gotten better, I think, under Solskjaer, which is good, um, and Maguire. I think the jury's still out on Maguire as a as a um, Solskjaer buy. I I like him. Daniel James obviously has been on fire, so that was a good buy. I think if you give him enough time, and like you said, enough of a purse, 
that he'll actually be able to turn this thing around. So I think his legendary status will buy him the season. I think if the season ends and they're ninth or 10th, then he's gone. But if the season ends and he can keep them, you know, top seven, I think he'll be fine. Uh, and then, you know, he gets another uh, another transfer window, uh, summer transfer window, that he can spend a little bit more money and kind of, you know, see see what he has in the kids as well. Um, and, then, and then move from there. I think it's it's very short-sighted if we say that he needs to be cut uh, cut loose right now or at least uh, soon absolutely and, and I think that some of the players have um, sort of made that clear I think that you know David De Gea signing on to extend his contract at United Lindelof signing on to extend his contract at United I think these are also signs that you know they're buying into the um, you know they they believe in LA and they believe in the team and you know they're willing to stay to, to see it um, you know make it to sunnier days um, now one of the things that I've kind of really been struggling with this year is um, was it a good idea to sell Lukaku because you know what he wasn't playing regularly and when he was on the pitch you know he was sort of um, inconsistent at best um, but other than Marcus Rashford who does United have up front who can they throw out there, you know, if, if Rashford's hurt uh, and, you know, and is out? I mean, who can they throw out there, throw up there um, who can produce, you know, uh, goals? I mean, you know, Lukaku is a 20-goal is a 20, 20 goal scorer, um, you know, on the regular. Uh, and I, I feel like, you know, he was a, a decent backup. Now, mind you, price-wise, he, you know, he wasn't a great guy to be sitting on the bench. He was costing quite a bit of money. Um, but I just don't know who else United have right now. They, they need to sort of bring somebody in up front who can, you know, produce goals. And to be honest, they, they might not have anybody right now. Um, and that's okay. Because, <laughs> like, realistically, if Solskjaer wants to play the kids, he's going to have to take a chance on Chong and Greenwood and, and players like that and see what he has in those guys. Um, you know, if, if Rashford actually is out for a long time, then obviously it gets a little bit more... You have to be a little bit more creative, I guess, with your formations. But, you know, the January transfer window is a time to buy a, sort of a rent-a-striker if you want. Or um, look for the uh, the next summer transfer window. I I find it hard to believe that Solskjaer went into the summer thinking, I don't need to buy a striker. I have Marcus Rashford. I think he was probably <laughs> trying to find one. Um, had, had had enough Lukaku, got rid of him was trying to find a striker and just, you know, no teams were budging or he just wasn't saying the same or the right amount to uh, two teams in order to sign one. But, you know, there, there might be some available. So Timo Werner was one of the uh, one of the names that was thrown out there that could have joined Manchester United. Uh, Lewandowski's always been a big name that has been linked with Manchester United. Um, and then you had players like, I know he's an out-wide player, but like Perisic was, was uh, linked with Manchester United. So there are these big name players that are linked with United. It's just a matter of, I think, um, Solskjaer being a little bit more sh like sh shrewd or I guess crude when it comes to his uh, negotiation style in order to get things done. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly in the sense that, you know, this is the perfect chance for him to play those youngsters that he wants to play uh, and, and, you know, try to give them the experience that they need. Um, but the, the, the question is that if, if they can't produce results, uh, how badly is that going to hurt United, um, you know, in their quest to stay in the, the top four, top six in the league, right? Um, I think only time will tell in that sense. But I now question, um, who do you think is in more crisis right now? And I, and I use that term loosely. I know it's a little bit hyperbolic. But uh, would you say United or, or Spurs are, are looking a little bit more worse for wear at the moment? Um, I would say Spurs are looking a little bit more worse for wear. I think United fans came to the season not expecting to challenge for a title, you know, and realistically not really expecting to challenge for, say, top four. Uh, they had the same kind of expectations that Chelsea had. Um, that we might not make Champions League this year, but you know, at least we're going to give one of our club legends a chance to have a season and sort of feel things out. Um, so I think United fans need to kind of pump the brakes with the Ollie out type uh, type talk. I think Tottenham Hotspur fans are, are fully uh, within their right to question Mauricio Pochettino, but I think saying Poch out right now is a little bit uh, short-sighted as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I feel like, like I said, Twitter football fans are a whole different um, breed. Well, Twitter uh, itself is a like, whole different you know, breed. It is. And I feel like it's who can shout the loudest, right? And I feel like the first go-to is always, you know, out, potch out. It was, um, you know, all out. And, and I feel like, you know, real United fans are, are sticking with him and, and want to, you know, we want him to succeed. And I think that now it's just a matter of, um, just kind of waiting to see what happens and if, if Ed Woodward gives him the resources he needs to make it happen. Um, but now let's look at a couple of teams who are not in crisis. Uh, so Liverpool and Man City Next. comfortably won their <laughs> <laughs> their third round uh, draws against MK Dons and Preston, uh, respectively. Um, so there was no trouble there. You know, two squads that made uh, massive changes to their team, played a ton of youth, um, and, you know, had no issues uh, getting by their opponents. Um, but now let's take a peek at the, the weekend fixtures that are coming up. Uh, so Saturday morning, nice and early, the early kickoff, you got Liverpool and Sheffield United. Um, this game's going to be interesting because Sheffield United have looked pretty good. Um, they've they've taken it to Chelsea. They've shown that they can go toe-to-toe with um with the you know the top four sides um and i feel like if any if this this season has shown us anything so far in the the few weeks that we've watched it's that anything can happen and i, and I call back to the the norwich match uh where they defeated man city um what what are you looking most forward to in this match uh and do you think that sheffield united has what it takes to uh take a point or possibly three away from liverpool uh honestly i think they have what it takes um they i even if it's not three take take the two away from liverpool don't make this a a runaway you know liverpool championship you know so i'm I'm gonna err on the side of sheffield united uh you know really sort of battling out uh, a single point here all right so you're calling a draw for that match i think so yeah i think that's i think that's fair i think a point apiece would be um would be generous uh i i feel like with the form that liverpool have been in uh it's it's hard to see them dropping points uh against a team like sheffield united but like i said crazy things have happened and uh, that is the game of football the ball is round the ball um, is I round mean, that's gonna be <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a great match to watch um now uh, spurs play southampton 
we were just talking about the fact that Spurs are in a bit of crisis right now. Um, you know, coming off of that, that I don't, I, I feel, I almost feel bad for Spurs because of the way that that game against uh, Leicester went. Um, you know, to, to 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 think they've gone up two nil on an Aurier goal, uh, just to have it called back for millimeters offside, and then from there to uh, you know for Leicester to come up and tie it and then take the lead in the 85th minute, it just it felt almost uh, it felt almost almost comical. Um, but obviously, as a Spurs fan, it was not. Uh, so you know, now they're coming in. Their confidence is is super low, especially after losing to Colchester. Um, so, I mean, what are what are you looking for in this match against Southampton? Uh, so, like I said earlier, Southampton has been kind of playing uh, pretty well. They're very plucky. Let's say plucky as the word this year. Um, they're really good on the counterattack. Uh, they got a lot of pace now. Um, and they're not afraid to uh, to get those players forward. And honestly, Spurs can be hit on the counterattack. Um, they do commit a lot of players forward, just like Southampton. But I feel like Spurs are a little bit more fragile at the back right now. As much as that, you know, might not make the most sense to people, uh, they are they are pretty vulnerable. So let's just say um, I'm gonna call. Hmm. Southampton at home? Uh, Spurs are at home. Uh, I'm going to say it's still going to be a Spurs win, but it's going to be like a VAR win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to call a draw. I think Southampton and Spurs are going to gonna draw. I think that Spurs will take the lead for the majority of the game, but will fall apart and lose their gas towards the end of the match. And I think Southampton is going to tie it up on a free kick. Um, all right, so the the final game of the weekend, per se, uh, comes on Monday. Uh, it's going to be United-Arsenal. And as a United fan, uh, obviously excited for the match, uh, but also a little bit nervous because the best way to describe United and Arsenal right now is just chaotic. Um, if anything that the Arsenal-Aston Villa game showed us, it's that they're all over the place, um, but yet they're able to somehow pull out results. Um I'm just curious to see exactly what approach United are going to take. Are they going to sit back and, and try to counter against Arsenal? Or are they going to take it to them? Um, it's going to be a really fascinating matchup. Uh, you know, Unai Emery is also in a bit of a hot seat right now. Uh, his team sort of seems to be all over the place. Well, and he just uh, named Granit Xhaka as the captain. As the permanent yeah, captain. Which, yeah, looking looked right past Mesut Ozil, wow. um, which you know was I think a metaphorical slap. In Mesut the face. Ozil looks past um, everybody because you never know if he's looking straight or like to right or what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take it a low blow! Oh, we went there. And yes, Jackie we just did. goes right through the back of everybody. <laughs> sure does, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> they're both <laughs> you, you threw speechless. me off on that one you left me speechless uh i did not think we were gonna go there i'm, I'm loving the low blows though <laughs> that's all i got um but like i said unai Emery on a bit of a hot seat you got all in again or who's you know i've i feel like there's a lot of pressure on him uh he's sort of the uh the man in the spotlight right now um so i i feel like united really need the result here um, and so I'm really kind of nervous uh, to see how this match is going to play out. 
um, especially with, you know, United with the injuries that they have. You know, Pogba is, um, who had just kind of come back from injury, is now questionable against Arsenal. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what team we're going to field. Do you have any, um, do you have any predictions for this um, match? I'm yawning as you talk about Arsenal. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Granit Xhaka's first game as Arsenal captain, he gets sent off. That's like my it. hot take of the day. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say red or two yellows. I'm going to say two yellows um, in quick succession. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder I wonder who's refereeing because if it's Mike Dean, there's a very good possibility <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of hoping that he gets sent off because I'd rather United win. The lesser of two evils. I'll, I'll take it. Right? I mean, I'll give you three points. Happy to, here's a, that makes me happy to hear. Here's three points just for fun. <laughs> Um, at the expense of Arsenal, anyone can have three points. Well, that game's going to be 3 o'clock Monday, uh, which for those of us who work, um, you know, not a great, not a great, uh, not a great kickoff time, but, you know, we make it work. Uh, all right, so let's talk about something else now before we end this episode. Uh, so let's look down in championship uh, with a little bit of a crisis at Derby County. So since Frank Lampard has left, um, you know, Derby seems to be imploding on itself. Um, and uh, Philip Cuckoo ha- doesn't seem to have any control. Uh, and they had a bit of an incident this week. Um, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have my strong opinions on what they did. Um, I don't know if you just want to describe the situation a little bit for our listeners. I'm just going to read the club statement um, just so we can, everybody can have an idea of what exactly happened. Uh, So Darby County says, as a club, we cannot and do not condone the actions of a small group of players on Tuesday evening. The players were out as part of a scheduled team building dinner with staff. And while the majority of them acted responsibly and left at around 8 PM and were not involved, a small group, including the team captain, Richard Keogh continued drinking into the night. They should have known when to stop and also ignored the opportunity to be driven home using cars laid on by the club. And they, chose to stay out. As a result of an alcohol-related incident, Richard Keogh has sustained a serious knee injury that will prevent him from playing until the end of the season. Players involved in the incident on Tuesday evening will be subject to a rigorous internal investigation under the club's code of conduct and disciplinary procedures, but over and above any punishment they receive, we will be expecting them to become involved with the excellent work that the Community Trust does helping communities that we serve. We have been very clear about our attitude towards alcohol, and the players know that at a certain and specific times of the season, they are permitted to drink together as a group in a controlled environment. Those involved in Tuesday's incident know they will pay a heavy price for their actions, but also that we will support them with their rehabilitation back into the squad. We fully support the work of our partners at DrinkAware, and the unsanctioned actions of this small group of players is totally at odds in the stance that both DrinkAware and Derby County Football Club take in regards to alcohol. We will use this situation to redouble our efforts in highlighting the dangers posed by alcohol, and we would like to thank the emergency services for their swift help. So... Uh, two Derby County players, uh, Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett, uh, were out drinking with the captain, Richard Keogh. Uh, they ignored the option to take a drive home from the club. Uh, they drove themselves. Uh, Tom Lawrence smashed his Range Rover into the back of Mason Bennett's Mercedes, and they smashed into a light a lamppost. Uh, Richard Keogh was passed out in the back and uh, sustained a very severe knee injury, which put him out for the season. Uh, let's just say, I think you and I can both 
I think I can say this for both of us that, you know, here at XI Network, uh, we unequivocally um, denounce any drinking and driving. Uh, don't be an idiot. If you're drinking, get a ride. It's not worth it. Um, but I mean, what do you want to say on this matter? Because it, it really seems to just be a, a nightmare right now down in Darby County. I mean, so first of all, there's no excuse for drinking and driving in, in this day and age, especially with apps like Uber and Lyft. And I don't know if they have something different in the UK, but there's so many of these ride sharing apps and there's taxis and these guys make thousands of pounds a week. Like, you know, take a take a cab. Why are you driving? Just because you want to get your car home? That sounds ridiculous. Um, uh, I can't stress enough that this is probably one of the stupidest things that anyone could ever do, let alone professional footballers. I think it's embarrassing that Derby County has to actually go through this and put out statements saying that their club captain, especially, did something like this. Because that just, it sort of like taints the whole club. Because they put the captaincy on this guy. He's supposed to be responsible. He's supposed to be a leadership role. He's supposed to be a role model for the other players and the other, and, you know, and for, and for the supporters to look up to. And now these kids, you know, wake up in the morning hearing that the club captain isn't going to play because he broke his leg, um, you know, being an idiot in a Range Rover. Um, I, I can't stress enough that these guys make thousands of pounds a week. And they're willing to throw it all away and possibly throw away their careers for one night of drinking. And I think the short-sightedness of players like this and people like this in general um, can have detrimental impacts to the team, to the community, to the families, to everybody. Um, So I think if you're not thinking of the wide-ranging effects of your actions, these guys need to be, uh, I, I would say, charged. I would say put in jail, suspended. There needs to be something done more than just, well, Richard Keogh hurt himself, so that's fine. He's out for, say, six months. He, they, there needs to be a lot more done for this to try and s- stamp it out. And it's happened. It's happened with other players um, that have been caught drink driving. And it can't happen anymore. I don't, I don't know why it still happens. It's just ridiculous to me. I agree with you wholeheartedly there, and, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so just for an update, um, both Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett were arrested at the scene, uh, and they both were charged with drink driving. Um, and uh, the head coach of Derby, uh, Philip Cuckoo, has dropped both Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett uh, from the upcoming fixture this weekend against Birmingham. Uh, so they are um, they are facing consequences for their actions. Uh, it's now in the hands of the the courts, and it's a legal proceeding. So I don't think that we should say much more in that regard. Uh, we should let you know due process do its do its part. But I, I I couldn't have said it better myself, and I'm glad that you know you took a chance there to sort of denounce um, drinking and driving because, like you said, it's not worth it. And for these players who are making this kind of money and with this kind of influence, and and to be role models for these younger you know football fans, um, they really need to step it up. Uh, and, and be better. And I think that's the best way to put it. Is just that they need to to be better and do better. I guess I got nothing else to talk about. We got a bunch of fun games to watch tomorrow. Gonna wake up early, make a cup of tea, 
you know, have a little breakfast. It's the best part about the, it's the best part about the weekend. I, 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 when I have to wake up in the morning for work during the week, it's the worst, but to wake up at seven o'clock on a Saturday to watch some footy, it's the best feeling in the world. I was telling you before we recorded that I, I feel like a little kid at Christmas. Like I just, every weekend I get so excited to wake up to watch the matches. Uh, and you know, it's just, uh, it's the best time. I'm so glad the premier league's back. Uh, there's no better way I want to spend my time is then watching football and then talking about it with you here on the podcast. So I really think that we have it made in the shade. Yeah. I mean, if we can make this a full-time job sponsors, what up? Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'd enjoy it even more. You know what? I don't agree. I don't disagree <laughs> with you there. And I, I don't agree with you. Uh, that's how late it is right now. You know, I'm half asleep here. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think we just got to keep working at it and, and, you know, with time, good things will come. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, good things coming. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't have to do with Premier League, but York nine is back tomorrow, back home. Yes. Um, Are you excited to go? I am excited to go. Uh, haven't been, actually it's been, they've been away for a little while, so haven't been in a game in a while. And then, uh, next week you and I are going to forge. How about that? Yes. I can't wait, buddy. Next Sunday. Forge York nine. So the 401 Derby, I guess. Yeah. We'll have to have another, uh, 403 Derby. Four, I guess 403 yeah. Derby. Yeah. 401's thrown up to see Montreal. 401 Derby is Montreal. <laughs> 403. The other <laughs> 400 we'll series We'll have to have another uh, CPL podcast soon so we can talk about it. I think we're going to go live from that game. So, yeah. I like yeah. it. Let's we'll go do it. live. Perfect. And that's going to do it for us here on the XI Network podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you guys have a chance, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcasting network you guys subscribe to. Uh, check us out at www.xinetwork.ca. Uh, there's a gr- ton of great written content by... Uh, Peter Robinson and that's me uh, case that's this guy and Casey <laughs> Telford um, and you could uh, find the podcast there as well uh, if you guys have a chance you guys can support us by buying merch at fanatics uh, we have a fanatics affiliation so oh, yeah sponsors you know, what up fanatics yes that's <laughs> fanatics so if you guys buy merch support your favorite team you also can support your favorite footy podcast which is us and uh, until next time on behalf of Peter Robinson uh, support the youngsters because that's all we can, uh, you know, got to believe in the future. Got to believe in the kids. <laughs> At this that's point, man, that's, that's Greta, all we Greta got. Thunberg, is that her name? Yeah, Greta Thunberg. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Support She's climate tasty, change. Yes. Climate change reform. That stuff. Yes. There you go. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, man. Don't they're going to change the, the world. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Use metal last, straws, okay? Last last week it was don't be racist. This week, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Save the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and works. on behalf of myself, Justin Poro, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>